Hi, I'm Tony Fair, founder of Victorian Grooming Company. Is your beard feeling dry or the skin underneath itchy? Maybe you'd rather soften and tame your beard instead. Our classic collection of beard oils, balms, and soaps will leave your beard looking, feeling, and smelling amazing. And if you prefer shaving, our pre-shave oils and shave soaps will give you a smooth and razor burn free shave. Handmade in Edmonton with natural ingredients, visit victoriangrooming.com.
story. Hi Colin, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, thanks for having me. Great to finally get you here, and this will be our my last podcast uh, here in this little yeah, studio honored. apartment. I feel honoured yeah. to be your last last one, last one in, this, in this cool little... Uh, yeah, music, uh, I've been impressed actors. by all your, um, all your podcasts and mm. who you've talked to, like, wow. I need to get on there. So you've just come back from a jam, so Doppler Drives, your new band... Yeah, it's not new anymore. Maybe yeah. <laughs> not, I mean, I think time flies, and it's, I think it's already been a year since yeah, wow. that's been going, right? New EP coming yeah, out this year as well? Yeah, in August. You know, I think we wanted to get uh, an EPO just to, you know, get ourselves out there. You know, I think we want to do a full album uh, in 2024. All right. Um, but for now, I think, you know, just to give a taste, EPs are, are albums take a long time. Yeah. Right? A quick EP, like three to four songs, is fairly quick. How long did it take you to do? But yeah, it, it did take some time because of even three days. songs, is... yeah, three even three songs takes yeah. months, and you start recording. Oh, someone's gonna take a break to go somewhere, or or I can't make it this week, or I got this meeting, and you know it happens. Yeah, it's, it's the expat uh, expat life. Yeah, yeah, three songs, and there are songs that we played a lot, so we felt those were the ones we should on first and then when we do an album we'll have a whole bunch of new new songs and uh, what my first question was going to be is like i don't think i've ever asked it like how do you uh, go into a jam for the rehearsal yeah i think we just for tonight we just okay what songs do we need to work on we haven't played the one we have like a bunch that sometimes you forget about oh yeah I mean, I'm sure it happens to you as well. Yeah. That you went, hey, Josh, like, remember that song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we just went over a couple of old ones. These days, uh, it's all we want to write new stuff. Yes. Yeah, so with the intention to do, like, a full album, okay, let's keep writing, keep writing. Like, even tonight, it was, we jammed a song that just came out. Just with a riff? or Yeah, Ninja started a riff, and then... I started playing the bass along, and then, and then Lois came in with the drums, and I started singing just random, like, I don't know what I'm singing and stuff. Um, and then, the gen- oh, wow, that, that's cool. <laughs> I, I, I record it, and I'll take it home, and uh, i just magic put it in my head and let it go, right? And that's so powerful about music. You can just go in there, yeah. come up with an idea. Well, I might have an idea. Like, sometimes, you know, I might have a, a, an idea of a lyric, something catchy, and, they, and start kind of like, talking about it and then it just happens does it always happen like that with jams or does it depend like what's coming up like with touring or playing shows yeah i think just i think it happens anyway mm. you know i might have a bass bass line i think it's cool or i think even last week we started a drum beat and i start playing bass head that sounds cool like and then the jack would join in with a guitar riff and hey that's a song you know You've got some pretty talented uh, musicians in this band. Double drive. Indeed. You picked very well. <laughs> well, I, 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 it, was, it was weird how it came about. Because um, Lois wasn't the first drummer. Lois was the second drummer that joined. Yeah, right. We started off with a different drummer, but you know, just things weren't clicking or, you know, didn't have the time. So I said, okay, no worries. There's no time or you don't want to rehearse every week. Whatever, mm. that's fine. We're just. You know, no hard feelings, and we just move on, right? Yeah. But, you know, the musicians in Shanghai, there's not as many as there used to be. No. You know what I mean? So you find someone who, who you, who, who's good to begin with, and who you, who you click with, 
like we all the three of us get along. Like yeah. it's a it's a good mix of personalities and everyone. I think that's the biggest thing in the band is make sure you get along first. Yeah, it looks like you and Josh are like you know, best mates. And, yeah. <laughs> It's been a while now, yeah. yeah I, I can tell by when I see your shows and your and your and your your pre video banter. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, those guys are those. You know, yeah. you know when you you found a good bandmate, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and, you, and you hang out, you know. Yeah, that's one thing I'm we're guilty of right now is not hanging out enough. Oh. Uh, you know, we 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 jam once a week and then we have shows. Go and, separate ways, but we but we know we know we want to. Mm. Just uh, you know, the Jap, you know, plays at the chair club and lots of things. And noises, you know, he's taking some classes, and I'm at work myself. But it's been really difficult, but for the Shanghai music scene, like mm. when I first come here, that was 2019, and it was booming. Like the whole city has had to recover from mm -hmm. the two lockdowns. So especially the music scene. Locking right. down all the venues, a lot of the foreigners left because mm -hmm. of the of what happened. So, yeah, I think it's tough, but I think that it's uh, it's coming. It's coming back. I mean, yeah. like we were talking about earlier about Harley's uh, opening back up. Yes. When I first came here, like we were talking about the music in 2019. I came in 2011. It was it was happening. Yes. You know, there was lots more bars to play. There's lots of bands. You know, there was it was, it was good. 2011 and I keep saying it all the time but the people that come in here are saying that Shanghai was the the wild west at that time very loose uh, yeah. lots of music and entertainment and there's lots of it yeah I mean I mean uh, there's been bands that come and go um, but there's some bands the same like like Round Eye has been here forever yeah I think they're one of the hardest working bands you know, in the city they're so traveling I, everywhere so I give you know, my hats off to those guys that mm -hmm. like Chachi or yeah, that's his name. Yes, sorry, I I I know him as Craig as well. Is like your name? Yeah, yeah. I, those, those guys work hard, right? Really hard. Yeah, and they stuck around the, through all the all the tough times, right? Yes. So how was that for you? Like everybody went through it, and everyone has their opinions, uh, you know. But for you, uh, talk a little bit about. Did you stay here in China? Did you go back home? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, during are you talking about COVID? Yeah. I, yeah, I was. I was here. I was locked down. I mean, my wife and my oldest uh, daughter got out just to get her. You know, she graduated. You know, that was a uh, shit show itself with graduation. I haven't talked to graduation, so wow. they went home to Canada just to get her. And when I stayed back with my my other daughter, who was still in school. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was definitely you know and no music and jamming on the balcony yeah <laughs> to the neighbors yeah so. did it did it give you like a okay we've been in lockdown for this period so when we get out you know, like we talked before let's go on holidays let's yeah well like I said when the first opportunity we have to go home like, yeah like we're gone right because it was I think it was three summers in a row staying yeah. in Shanghai. I mean, you love Shanghai, but you need to you need to change, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So when we, we have the opportunity, go. So I want to get back to the the EP. Uh, I've had to listen to it to a few times over the last week. The riffs, the riffs are good. The oh, riffs yeah. for you guys all coming in together to form this band. How was it to write a song? Is it just like you're doing when you're jamming? Yeah, it was just uh, because originally we met. Met in the Jat, 
and we because he was a Foo Fighters fan. Mm. And I had the Foo Fighters, you know, the, the Foo Fighters tribute that I was doing for a bit, just for fun, you know, because I'm a big fan and I loved it. And uh, I needed a guitar player, and I think it was radio. I said, "Oh, you should talk to the, this guy named the Jet." I was okay. So I we chatted him and connected. He said, "Oh yeah, love it, love it." And we said, well, "Do you want to join the tribute band, right? And we'll get a drummer and we'll keep going." Mm. He joined and we played a couple gigs just for fun because he loved he loves Foo Fighters as much, as much as I do. Right. So we played a couple gigs around Shanghai and then you know we said then one one practice I think we're at Wawat Studio and he just started playing this rift. I think it was one the the, the first song in the EP. Am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, awesome. the song called Acid. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that it's really a swear word, but yeah. Um, he he did that rift, and I I start jam the rift, and then some lyrics came out, and that was the first song, right? Pick from the three. That's for me that stands out. Yeah, from the EP, real catchy. Yeah, yeah. I wrote, I wrote about someone who I who I work with that I didn't really like. <laughs> All right, easy. came easy. Yeah. <laughs> but where are you drawing your lyrics from? I'm just, I'm just thinking the other day. Just you know, just about life experiences. You yeah, know, people you meet, people you talk to. Do you write? Uh, is it stories or do you? How do you stories and some, like like assholes about a person that just ticked me off at work and just like <laughs> like it's simple. It just came up like came easy. Yeah, I just I was just mad one day, <laughs> and he pissed me off. Yeah. I said. And the music, Asshole. the music it. just complements that whole. Of course, and yeah. Even every, when we write, and the justice should we should we use asshole? <laughs> well, it's rock and roll. Yeah. Of course, we can use asshole, right? It's not that bad of a swear word. Right? Yeah. So, it came out that way. So, uh, you did your EP launch. Was it August? August? Yeah, it was August. We, I went home in June, so we did something in June before I went. And oh, then, right. Then it was released in August, and I said to the Jack, I said, well, we're kind of playing it where it's ready, but that's ah, okay. It was, it's, it was new, so. And how's the fans been reacting to it? Yeah, it's good, good, um, good feedback. Yeah. Everyone likes it, like you say, you know, it's catchy. Um, it makes me happy when people like it, and people say, yeah, it's catchy stuff, good. You know? Yeah. Um, and I mentioned that because you've had you've been here for such a long time. So let's go back to what the Faux Fighters. How did that all come about? Because it's been around for a long time, right? Yeah, that was you know with the Faux Fighters. That was that was the Halloween tribute, right? Back in twenty, I think twenty eighteen. Got and, it. And I was with a drummer named Tyler Boy who left. He he was organized. I think before. Um, Morgan took over. Right. And I just said to him, we were, um, I texted, hey man, would you want to play drums for, hey, can I get anything on the tribute? Because I'd never played it all those years. I, I heard about it, and, uh, but I never had a band that, I said, well, would you want to play Foo Fighters with me? I said, yeah, that'd be great. And, I, and the guys I had, I had a band, uh, original band that was just starting to develop, and I said, hey, to, his name was Sly, he was a Moroccan, he left. And I was on bass, and then we had um, a guy named JP, who also left. Huh. Um, hey, want to make a uh, Foo Fighters tribute band for the Halloween thing? Yeah, that'd be great. And we jammed and got all these songs and played it. And I said, yeah, it was really good. I said, actually, we should you know, keep doing it. Yeah. Maybe tour. Yeah. And we did. We ended up touring like, down to Hong Kong. Japan? Mattel. Japan, no. I, I wanted to. Okay. Uh, that was on the list. So it was Hong Kong and Macau. 
Then we went to Korea. Right. We did the whole Korean kind of thing. Yeah. Juju what Island. was that experience like? That was fun. Yeah. yeah I like Korea as well. Tesco. Yeah. I mean, Seoul was, was mm. great. Juju Island was great. Yeah. And how did they react to that? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Every 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 place was was full. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just popping. So it was a great experience. Yeah. Right. And then you tried to continue it on and just. Uh, well, you know, when you can't tour, you, you can't play tribute like every week in Shanghai. Yeah. It just, you know, it just didn't, it gets boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you yeah. do the same, like cover bands are great, but. After a while, we're playing the same band, like a tribute, then it's going to get... And that's a lot of work as well, like, uh, especially for that Halloween. I see how much time and effort the, the bands and the musicians put. Yeah, there's put, a lot of work that goes in. Just for one show. One show. That's what I thought, you know, yeah. there's so much work put into this for one show. Why don't we keep doing a few shows and then we'll tour and then and see what happens, mm. right? And I'm a big Dave Grohl fan. Yeah. So... Tell us about your love for the Foo Fighters. Oh, I mean, I know how passionate you are. Yeah, I've listened to them when, when you know when when Divider, you know, he, Kurt Cobain died, and then right. Dave formed the Foo Fighters, and the first album he made all by himself. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely you know it's inspiring, right? Mm. And the fact that he's the, like really nice, a nice person, right? You see him doing charity, you see him doing all these things for other people. Yeah. And he's always jamming with other bands. Everywhere. Band. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's producing. Maybe he was his anthrax there in the studio. Oh. I don't know if he's producing it, but he's in every photo that they're doing. In, yeah, he does a lot of producing, for mm. sure. I mean, yeah, I think he's just a genuine good person and rock, rock and roll. And yeah. It's inspiring, right? Yeah, very inspiring. I saw his interview... When he was with Lemmy, they, he loved Lemmy. Yes, yes. Just talking about, he's a, just a guy that just wants to play yeah, music. He, just, he wants to have like, fun. I mean, obviously, yeah. he, um, he, he loves it. He, they're, you know, touring. And, you know, the drummer died. And he gets a new drummer. Uh, that was, you know. Have you seen them since Taylor Hawkins passed yes, away? Yes, I saw them in Ottawa this summer. Was, right. And this is the first time I saw the Foo Fighters in all my time. Because I had, I had booked it in Montreal before COVID, and that was canceled. So then finally, I saw the tickets on sale again for the summer in Ottawa. I said, to my wife, Tara, I said, can we please go? Yeah. Right? I'll fly. Because we, it's, and my home is like maybe an hour flight away. I said, I don't care where they are in the world. I'm going to see them. Right? Mm. So it was, it was, it was great. You yeah. Know? I got this, I got up as far as I could to the stage. And then it was good. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. I can't even describe it. Uh, the one thing that I liked about the Foo Fighters is, especially when in Australia, they started at the clubs. Yeah. And then the next time they'd come, it'd be a little bit bigger, to be arenas, stadiums. Just every time they used to come out and tour for the album, it'd just be a little bit bigger. Now they're, now they're, they're biggest band, they're the biggest huge. bands in the world. Arguably, one of the biggest bands in the world. I would say, but you know, I, I don't think Chinese are onto them as much um, as oh, I thought they'd a, be. Such a shame. I mean, if you say Nirvana, everyone's like, "Woo!" Yeah, right. Even you say Metallica, like I know you're a big Metallica fan. Yeah, woo! You know, people here, the Chinese love that. But Foo Fighters, I, I don't think they're there yet. Don't know why. I don't know. I'm not sure why, but Japan. Oh, massive, big. Yeah, like uh, even uh, in Thailand. I was meant to tour Thailand just before COVID. I had dates up in Bangkok and Chiang Mai and 
Phuket. That was going to be the next tour, and then COVID happened. So. Yeah, right. So. Tragedy about Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, but was, I am interested to see uh, with the new drummer how. He's, he's amazing. Josh Freeze. You know Josh? Played with the Vandals? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, like, right that's one thing I, I do know about him. Yeah. And, but I see him playing. But either way, if you're going to be drumming for the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl's the lead lead guitarist, singer, you yeah. want to be a good drummer. Yeah, yeah, you want, want to be good, yeah, yeah. Skills, yeah. Yeah. So let's go back even further. So did you say that you were from Montreal? No, I'm from I'm from uh, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, right? I I say um, I say Halifax. Yes, that's the biggest city. In if I say I'm from. Small town Kempo, people wouldn't know, right? Yeah, go. Go now. Go. I can tell by looking at your face. Go Halifax. Kempo, <laughs> I say Halifax, which is it's it's fine. Do, do, do know the city? Yeah, and, and, but it's only an hour away from my home, so it's not right. a big. It's not like I'm not really lying. Mm. We uh parents. Uh, yeah, my big dad, musicians. My dad's a drummer. Yeah. Right. He was a drummer and the also a singer. Yeah. So when I was, you know, we high, he had a drum set. I always go and bang on it. Yeah. And then everyone said, what? Well, says to me now, well, why are you not a drummer? So I, I don't know. We just fell in love with the bass. And like, I'd always go down to the basement where, where Dad was jamming with the band. I was always watching. And What what uh, style was it? It was country, country rock. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, the stuff I didn't want to play. But yeah. it was fun as a kid. It was like, yeah. I mean, my so dad's. Did he teach you how to play? Or? Um, A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. But, you know, Dad uh, loves the Beatles. Right. So he he would play some Beatles songs, or they would play some Elvis. Yeah. So I was being you know, a young kid, trying to sneak my dad's beer, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just watching. It. And then I don't know what it was about the bass. It was just, it was just cool. It was just you know, boom, boom, boom. So, yeah. Uh, Who were your bass influences uh, like at that early oh stage? Oh gosh, so many, so many. Was Rush uh, like, or was that too heavy for you at the no, time? No, Rush was good. I mean, I, I guess. Growing up, it's just it's normally rock and roll, I guess. Yeah. My dad's a big influence, so he had the Beatles on, and, or he right. had Elvis on, or he so many so many bands. It's just so much to talk. You know. So you were learning like Beatles and I, there's uh, some Beatles. Yeah. I learned some Elvis. Elvis. And, I mean, it's pretty now. I think oh, it's pretty easy stuff, but there's some good grooves. It's all, I think with bass, it's all with the groove. I'll yes. Keeping that rhythm. Yeah. Rhythm, right. Yeah. I'm not a fancy bass player. I just, you know, especially in a three-piece band, I'm just holding them together and trying to sing at the same time. That's right. Bass is so important, especially if you're playing rock rock and yeah. roll and you've got a guy like the guitarist in Drop Drop of the Drive. He's like doing all these riffs, so you've got to hold I'm that. I'm just holding it together even tonight. I said, well, we're trying some riffs. I said, I don't think I can play that riff and sing the melody at the same time, so maybe I'll have to simplify it. I mean, we all work together. Yeah, just, you know, made it much easier for me (laughs) and did you have bands uh, in Halifax like like in high school all the the bands you know all the bands are home yeah I'm 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 not sure about Australia but all the bands are home were all cover bands yeah they were that's how you know you you play like I said the guys don't ever make me play Sweet Home Alabama (laughs) Please, please don't. Or, or that or Hotel California. Right. Please don't make me play those songs. Yeah. Right? I so, yeah, right, yeah. When I was growing up, I was playing like some of the band was Guns N' Roses. Yes. And, yeah. and those kinds of bands that, you know, because I grew up in the 80s. Yeah. And, and then when, when Guns N' Roses came out with Sweet Child Mama, like everybody was going crazy. Yeah. yeah. I remember playing that song in high school in front of a whole bunch of, you know, 
got assembly and kids are going crazy and then Nirvana came out later on after that, so we're all playing. So I'm, I'm like, I'm in eighties, early nineties, kind of. Yeah, that's my. Yeah. That's what I listen to. First concert that you went to. Nickelback came. Really? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, Nickelback. I don't. When they I, first came out, I like. I them. saw them too. I like them. Now they're not. They're not very popular. Uh, I don't know what it, happened. I just, I just think that every song. It, towards the end, just sounded the same. Yeah, I, I mean, very, when very. They first came out with you know that what's that brown cover album? Yeah, the riffs on that the album were awesome. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of bands that come to the smaller clubs um, in Canada. I, I would go to see. I mean, huh. going to Halifax was you know a bigger a bigger deal back then. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Nickelback. You know, I mean, I'm from Canada, I'm a big Chuggy hip. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's they, like uh, Grant at the Pearl. Yeah, that's his favorite band. Yeah, they hip. were. They were. I mean, in cover bands, they play a lot of hip. Right. You play, you know, Brian Adams. Yes. This kind of stuff. You know. Oh, he's huge in Australia. He's still huge yeah, in Australia. He, that's what people at uh, clubs want to hear. Yeah. Know, back then. But yeah, you know, there's so many, yeah, so many bands back then that you cover and, and people go crazy. Yeah. So even think about playing your own stuff wouldn't happen right. and he's like what what are you doing yeah sweet home, sweet home Alabama please <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go back and to the classic I call them all and then, <laughs> and then uh, I say all the toothless wonders come out right <laughs> where where's that song <laughs> yeah those are the days so even when I go home now I, I go to, to a club and I Jeez, the same people are here. <laughs> Shouting out the same song. Yeah. Why China? That's a good question because back in, well, I've been in China since 2006, actually. That's yeah, a long time. It was, uh, it was uh, Dalian first. Uh, oh, yeah. Northeast. And then Shanghai 2011. I don't know. I think, I think um, back then we just wanted some adventure. Yeah, we were, we were getting into teaching. Well, you found the right spot for an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny when you say that because when we when we, we told people we were moving to China, and we had two small girls, like one year old, two year old, and people think, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Where are you? Why are you going to China? You why are you leaving here? Like, yeah, some people couldn't understand what we're doing. Right, we're gonna have an adventure and. Broad and, and travel and see the world because you know you come from a small town to get that small town mentality. Oh yes, I think so. You know, people don't realize that there's more to just your town or whatever. They just see that what's on the news and yeah. they just believe in, yeah. in that. So I think nowadays it's people are more open. But back when I people more, I wouldn't say closed minded. Just needs to get out more and see the world. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah, people they just don't. Some people just don't travel. They, travel, man. I, I couldn't live like little travel. Man. Yeah, right. People, people have stereotypes of what they think. That's right. Yeah. A place and, and everyone, even with COVID, you know, why are you still there? Why are you still there? Yeah, so, yeah, it's tough. And trust me, we all thought about about leaving, like, but, like others did. But you know, stuck it out. And then you think now it's like it didn't even happen. Yeah, right. It's getting back to normal. And Shanghai is an amazing, amazing city. I yeah. don't care what anybody no, says. There's lots. There's lots happening. Yeah. yeah. 
it's a place of opportunity. Like if you have an idea, yeah. just go out and do yeah, it. Even even playing like shows here, like the production that they have in some of the clubs. Like, yeah. Like in Canada, when I'm playing gigs, I'm bringing I'm, I'm bring your own, bringing my stuff. <laughs> bring the truck, yeah. bring the gear into the place, setting it all up. Exactly. Playing your show and then take it all apart and then put it back in your basement. Yeah. That was hard. Yeah, it is. Wow, I don't. Had a Marshall stack and a and a quad. I was the guy that God had all, all the. I was the guy that had all the equipment. Yeah, all the right. bassbands and oh, right. and the mixing board and then I got the van or the, the bus and we loaded yeah. up oh, the truck right. and then then go to the gig and unload it and then oh then test the sound and oh something's wrong you figure, like, there's no problem and for See, so if, if you had sound man it means you had money we had no money yeah we're making like. Or lucky, you know, like hundred bucks each. Yeah. So just to get back, was it a good music scene in Halifax? Sloan's a big one. Sloan, I've heard the name. Yeah. I'm guilty now of being so much out of touch with what's going on. <laughs> yeah, the music scene. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, you have the Celtic stuff that's big. Right. You know, back then. Uh, Great Big Sea. Oh, okay. Is a big one from the East Coast. That's mm-hmm. where I'm from. The rock and roll is not as. If you want to make it big, you want to. Well, yeah, you know, we had the East Coast Music Awards. Right. We were being in bands. Okay, I'm going to play some original stuff and go. And we had these, you know, all-night all 72-hour jam you go to and hoping that someone would see you and someone... Because I had, you know, I had an original band. It's it was it's difficult. It's yeah. Difficult to get, you know, signed or, you know... Yeah. So I, I thought, okay, yeah, I'm going to move to China <laughs> and get signed and all that stuff. And then here we are. Right. So when you first come... You said you were married there with two two kids. Yeah, yeah, my wife. That's um, a my big, wife. big, big yeah. move. I mean, like even the people that were saying like that's that's a big move. So, what you said you were teachers there? Or, or I, we actually worked for Michelin tires. Oh right. And then, and then my wife got into teaching. Right. And then did her um, her ed degree and stuff. And then I worked at Michelin. And then we decided to give it all up, pack our bags because we thought, okay, well. We need to change. We need to do something. We thought about Alberta because, you know, there's lots of jobs in Alberta and stuff. Yes. And we said, well, if we're going to go to Alberta, we might as well keep going. Yeah. Because I had mutual, I had some good friends that were in Dowling, came up to my place for a, for a party, a barbecue. Oh, you guys should um, you guys should come and see some Dowling. I said, where is that? <laughs> it's in China. What? China? Yeah. So kind of talked a bit about it, you know, a couple months, looked at the place, looked at the school and then my wife was off her contract and we had like 72 hours to decide i said oh, are we what are we doing are we going? yeah i think i think my wife will say that i'm the one that pushes to go right she was right yeah yeah um, and what was your first impressions of oh, Dalian? Gosh, the first, you know, extreme culture shock. Yeah. You know, so no Chinese, no, you couldn't speak the language? No, not at all. Right. Not at all. So, yeah, it was, it was a culture shock. You know, you're <laughs> homesick and then, you know, trying to call home and figure out how to call home. Right. <laughs> and then, oh, the funniest thing is, <laughs> this is a story I tell my, actually tell my students. We tried to... We had this looks like a like a small oven. Yeah, I was trying to make something for the girl. I can't remember what it was in the oven. Oh, chicken nuggets! Right. I found it. <laughs> yeah, I found this grocery store and with chicken nuggets yeah. and some groceries. So we bought the chicken nuggets and got them home and put them in this what I thought was an oven. And turned on and like okay, it says thirty minutes, forty minutes. I should do and cook it because they're almost you know pre cooked kind of thing. Yeah. I come back 
three minutes later, ding. Open up, it's still cold. <laughs> what the heck? So I turn on another three minutes. Yeah. Come back, ding. Cold. And then the IE who we came came in and started laughing. I said, what? And she, she was texting my friend, who uh, a Chinese friend. She texted me, texted me back and said, you're trying to cook chicken nuggets in a dish dryer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, this, the, they have these things that they dry the dishes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, like, a, like a toaster. <laughs> So, welcome to China. Yeah, welcome to China. I'm like, damn, this is this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go home. Yeah, I want to go home. I want to have chicken nuggets, yeah, cold chicken nuggets, and the girls, you know, I'm hungry. So, what was the first thing when you come to China? Was it to start your job? Was it to learn Chinese? I think you had a job. Yeah, yeah get a job yeah. first. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you didn't have a job before you? I didn't have a job. Wow. Uh, I, I decided I would come and I, I said, okay. And then my friend uh, said, oh, yeah, you can, you can tutor and you can do There's lots of jobs. And I got lots of jobs. I tutored yeah. like crazy. I was teaching uh, all these different schools and traveling. And then I said, you know, this is crazy. I'm, I'm going from place to place to place to place all day long. And then I had to get someone to watch my kids. So I, I decided I would, I would, you know, I had, I had a bachelor's degree mm. from, from, from here. And I said, I, I need to get my head degree. So I, I just took online courses, stuff like that, um, got it. And then got a job, better jobs at one school. And then finally at, a, at, a, at the same school that my wife teaches English. Nice. And I did that for years. Um, and then we decided we, we need to make a change, right? Because the girls, you know, were in Chinese school. Their Chinese was their Chinese was actually better than English. Wow! So well, this is great, but we need to up know, the make, English. Make a move, right? So uh, we started looking at different places, and Shanghai was was one of the places that we um, my wife did interview with, and then Guangzhou was another place. And oh yeah, we decided to come to Shanghai, and rest is history. I think you made the right choice, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I moved to Shanghai. As far as music goes, you know, I, I was on all these kind of like, um, I didn't have WeChat back then. <laughs> it was all these, I don't know, it was QQ or, you know, you try to look for forums on, on online. And I found one guy from Spain. It was yeah, right. and we, we formed Limousine back then. Right. And that was like from 2011 to like 2016, five years, at least five years. Yeah, right. So, yeah, we played a lot. And like I say, we were talking about playing... Harley's and Cotton Club? Cotton Club, no, that was, that was more jazz. So we oh, right. So we did like, you know, YWT, Harley's. There was lots more clubs back then, too, right? Hmm. Gosh, so many more clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was mean, it YYT back then? YYT's been around for a long time. Yeah. And then they made YYT Park and later. Lofus? Yeah, Lofus was there. Before Lofus, there was. Uh, Mal Lifehouse. Mal Lifehouse, I've played many times. Yeah. Um, that's another story. <laughs> but but Mal Lifehouse. Baz Lifehouse, it's a new one. Mm. It was around back then. I saw a video of that one. That was, that what was, was that like? That was a, I, I, I never knew about the venue. Then we were invited to play and was like, wow, this is a big place. Yeah, the big screen at the back. Yeah. yeah it was amazing. Yeah. Um, that wasn't there back, back in 2011, though. Mm. So. Yeah. So many, like I said, so many clubs and bars have oh, of course. gone. Um, the COVID, like, what, eight, seven or eight months of yeah. not having income, that was 
Yeah, super tough. I feel, I feel bad for those those places, you know. Yeah, that's all. And when they're relying on on revenue from shows and limousine, tell me about limousine. I don't know too much about. It. Yeah, I yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, that was. I think it was a it was a good band. I mean, a couple good. of uh, expats. Or? Yeah, we're all expats. Yeah. Um, one the drummer was from uh, the UK. Uh, uh, David was from Spain, and then Corin. From Scotland, mm. I think he's still around in Shanghai. Um, so you just met on like on WeChat or something like that. It wasn't WeChat back then. It was just I can't remember what form was online. That right. was, you know, whether it's Shanghai expat, you know, wanted or whatever. Yeah, I don't actually remember. Right. <laughs> it seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. But yeah, we played for five five years. It's a long time. I think we so you bring some three, out three albums. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah, amazing. Three albums. Um, yeah, and so what style was it? It was, it was, it was, it was like it was, your grunge rock sort of style? I think it was more mainstream rock. Mainstream rock? It, right? it wasn't grunge. It was, oh, you were singing? No, I wasn't actually. Okay. You know, that's the, I think that, that's what happened is, is David, who was singing, I was doing some backup. Um, he started, you know, it was time for him to go. Mm. I thought, okay, we'll get another singer. We had another singer. His name was Mark. You know Mark. Yeah. He sang for a bit with us. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and but you know, it wasn't it wasn't really his thing because he has his own, you know, he has his solo gigs and stuff. And yeah. Now he moved back to the U.S. He's back at the pool. I heard you last before, week. But I know you left for Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark same with for he's a cool guy. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I'll have um, to listen to his podcast and see if he mentioned. Yeah, I don't think it was only for a short time. And he just said, you know, sorry, called. Not his, not his style. It's not my thing. Yeah. And you guys are great, and but I have my own thing. And I have my my gigs. Mm. I I understand. You know? Yeah. He's a working musician, and I wish I was, but you know, we have family and stuff to take care of. So. Mm. Mark sang for a bit, and I thought, you know what, I should just do it. Mm-hmm. So I did it for a bit, but then I don't know. It just this wasn't the same. Not not because I was singing. Just that you know, when you lose a bunch of you know the members that started, it feels different. Yeah. You know? So I just said enough, and then took a break, and then mm-hmm. came back with the with the Foo Fighter stuff, right? And that when when was Foo Fighter? When did that? That was like twenty. 28. So I think limousine. I ended. I said 2017. Mm. The beginning. I said, okay, that's enough. I tried singing for a bit, mm. um, but I wasn't moving forward. I said, you mm. know, it's cool. We had a good, a good run, yeah. and I'm just gonna take a break. And then I just, I think I just want to take a break from all the original stuff. And just like I just want to do something that's I don't have to think about. Mm. Foo Fighters is cool, and then the Halloween thing was coming. Yeah. So that took over for a bit, right? So that's when I think that's when I met you for the first time because I. Yeah, I come to Shanghai 2019, mm-hmm. January 1st, but yeah. I was coming to Shanghai for work. So, mm-hmm. but I, I remember seeing the, the Faux Fighters, but I remember you for more than Trash Panda. Trash Panda was, uh, was. How did that all. Um, because those guys were helping with the, with the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters. right. It was, it was COVID, you know. We just decided that, okay, we can't play Foo Fighters. Every week in Shanghai, I guess. Yeah. Earlier, and yeah. then I said, "Well, let's, let's make something. Let's do something original, mm. right?" So, and then Jack had joined us because Jack had helped. I said, "When um, JP had left, the guitar player from the Foo Fighters, I asked uh, Inaki, do you know anyone else?'" And then they said, "Oh yeah, this Jack is cool. He's got this band." We asked Inaki, asked the new Jack, I said, "Could you? <laughs> could you?" 
But you guys had a real good run with Trash Panda. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it was good. I thought mm. we, when we say we, when the Foo Fighters, you know, was was too much. Yeah, and not being on travel, I said, well, I said, let's write some songs, mm. and uh, we wrote a few songs, and it came quickly, and and you know, those guys are great musicians. Yeah, as well, right? So. Um, they take it real, real serious. Yeah, they were. They're, good. they're good. They're good. Yeah. And you know, I, I played with Iyaki and, and Max um, a long time, and they were they were great friends, right? Um, and Jack was cool. Jack was cool. And he was a great songwriter. Um, we, we played around. Uh, never really traveled that much, though. Outside mm. of Shanghai, um, just played all shows. Local. Yeah, I mean, I think you know everyone was busy again. Was gonna. I was in that. In that. COVID wasn't the lockdown mm. period as well, so it was also pretty yeah, tough. Yeah, so it to wasn't it wasn't a struggle. Yeah, and I think you know I, I did the Ramones with them. For oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then you know I guess what happened is you know you get different interests like mm. rock and roll. And I think the um, the guys are like the punk more. They loved it, yeah, really and, hard. And I was I wanted to sing, and Jack was a singer, so I think you know after after a while I just didn't work out. Yeah, I mean I'm a singer. I'm not the bass player in the back anymore. I don't want to be. Right? Yeah, that, so, was a, that was a shame when I heard that you left because I really did think you had a good thing going. But well, I, you're I, right. I, I you're right. It was unique because we had you know in a band we have you have two singers. Yeah. No band in Shanghai has two singers. Yeah. I know of. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Um, I thought it was unique. Unique. Something different. That mm. okay. We're singing some of my songs. Well, not. Not my songs, but our songs, and Jack sings song. But I don't know, I just musical clash. I think it's a musical clash. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I wasn't in, I wasn't into the punk as much as they were, and yeah. um, we just met one night and say, you know, it's not working out. And I said, good. Yeah. And they, you know, they offered to help me if I wanted to do full players, which was was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, uh, no hard feelings or anything. Just, mm-hmm. just doesn't didn't didn't jive. Yeah. So you went with Doppler Drive. Doppler Drive. Yeah, and well, we, we just, I said, you know, I met the Jap, the Foo Fighters thing. He, we played a couple of Foo Fighters shows just for fun, and then mm. we started writing originals. Yeah. So, yeah. But they kept going, right? They, they got a bass, they got a new bass player, didn't they? Yeah, didn't, they really didn't I think Morgan from the Spectres played bass. There you go. Right? And <clears throat> better fit, you know, nice guy. Yeah, and that's what I found funny, and uh, no disrespect, but... Their final show was the same night as your EP launch. I was like, "Why?" Oh, no, it's okay. Well, why did it happen? I wanted to go to both. <laughs> like, I couldn't go to both. So, but just was that just a? I have no uh, idea. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I, it's it's probably just clash of times. Clash of times. Yeah. yeah. We don't talk. We didn't. We didn't talk anymore after. Not not because I don't want to, just mm. you know, I, I've got my own things to do. I'm sure they have their own things. Yeah, we never talk. We okay. I'm gonna do EP launch here. You're gonna. There's no ever. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. No yeah. communication. Not because yeah. you know, not because I didn't want to. It just, just didn't happen. Yeah. So, what do you think of the Shanghai music scene like right now? I have mixed feelings. Why is that? Because like like you said last night, you went to Harley's. And it was the opening night. Yeah, it was dead. And it was dead. So yeah. That, that that to me doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. Um, we and like three pretty well-known bands in Shanghai at the moment. Like it was Siren and Hogchokers. That should fill that. That. Um, yeah. I, I, when I when I saw you guys playing, I, I I wanted to go, but I had plans with the wife. Um, and I knew 
October Simon, who I work with. Yeah. Great friend. And I saw some other bands playing at YWT, or Burley Quay was playing. Yeah, yeah. So I think sometimes there's a lot of, since there's not that many bands anymore, there's a lot of competition uh, to get to the spots, right? Yeah. So I think it's tough. I think the music scene, I think right now is a bit tough. Because it's just come to come back. Yeah, I think too. I mean, when I, I play a show or organize a show, I always like to invite a Chinese band. Yes, I always think it's important it to mix is. mix cultures, right? I guess my only my only thing I, I would say to a Chinese band is maybe you could stay and watch all the bands. Bingo, right? Yes, because usually you want to play first. Sure, you can, sure you want to play first. Um, usually they play and then they they bring the crowd and then they play and then they leave. Yeah. Aren't you gonna hang around for the rest of the bands? If that happens, oh no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work, or I. What? We don't. (laughs) Yeah, I I gotta work. Yeah, you got family as well. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so I think the the music scene, you know, is is up and down. That happened in Canada or in or Australia. No. You wouldn't get you wouldn't get gigs. But even now, too, you we talk about what we see, you know. Or I can get a Friday Saturday easy. These days, booked you, up. You can you. I mean, I'm playing on the thirtieth of Wednesday is a Thursday, mm. so and I got to work on Friday. So to get people out, sometimes it's shout, hey, come on out. Um, I'm playing last, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you, you do it because you want to play, right? But at the same time, getting Friday Saturday has become a lot more difficult. Yeah, for for us. You and I and other bands. So, uh, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, COVID times killed them and they need to make money. Mm. But does, you know, it does kind of like kind of suck for for, for bands like us who, who want to play for, you know, on the weekend and get our friends out and, yeah. and have a good time. And so, we take the we take the Wednesday gigs and the Thursday gigs because we just want to play yeah. and suffer the next day. <laughs> yes. We're not really suffer, just like, you know, I'm. I'm I'm older as I am. I get tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not 20 anymore. So. Yeah. Do you have any uh, pre-before you play a show? It used to be a lot of Jägermeister. <laughs> but then when I, when, I, when I realized that, when I watched the video back and, and, and listened to myself singing, you don't sound good. <laughs> so I stopped that. You know, usually it was, a, it was a pint of Jäger. Yeah, right. Some Red Bull. Yeah. And then I realized, nope, you can't sing when you do that. You think you can, <laughs> and you wonder why you, you, you go home and you, your voice is gone. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I, I say the drinks for for after. Yeah, um, as a vocalist, I'm always doing the vocal warm ups. Yeah, you know, out, out the back, you know, da, 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 da. Mm. I, I got my my beats on and, and, the, and the, the app on my phone and just going up the scales. Interesting. Yeah, I notice a lot of people don't do that. Some do different things. Um, I think that's very important. I think, well, you know, what happened was that I was in a gig, one of the first Foo Fighters on tour, and I, I sang the first three, four songs, and all of a sudden my voice was gone. Oh, uh, yeah, right. I think, oh, man. And then someone told me, yeah, do, 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 you, do you warm your vocals up? Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> well, maybe you should. And he's, here's an app you can use. It's called Vocal or something. You can put your, your voice type in uh, with your tenor or your... Well, not soprano, but um, whatever alto, whatever you can put it in, and yeah. gives you the scale, and you put it in here. And uh, so no, I do no, it. No. I do it every before every gig. Mm. I go back some some place in the back room where just wail it, 
And the people walk in, what are you doing? Why are you screaming? <laughs> ah, nothing. That's good. Yeah. Do you have any shows coming up? Maybe yeah, um, like I said, November 30th is at YYT, and then we'll try the Harrowies thing on the 2nd of December. Oh, nice. And then, actually, a big gig in December, uh, Modern Sky Lab. Nice. Yeah, so we were invited. How did you get that? Got invited by, um, I think Siren is in on it. Yeah? So, I don't know, Siren, uh, Stephen told uh, the organizers, so... I get a text. Hey, would you like to play? I Have you been there before? Yeah, I, I've I've been many times. Yeah. It's a it's a great place. Yeah, the, great. It's the biggest stage I've ever seen for yeah. a, such a small stage. Yeah. Uh, so small, right? that's on I think December twelfth. We'll do that. Nice. So. You you're jamming them all in before your holiday. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, that's always the way. You know, actually, this time this time of year, uh, November December gets busy if you want to play lots. Yeah. There's always like lots of things going on and. Or lots of festivals, or not so much festivals, but just Christmas things. Yeah. Right? So you can get a lot of... All the events, yeah. Yeah, so when someone said they texted me, well, do you want to play? Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, New Year's, you know, I remember New Year's gigs in Canada were always... Didn't do, I didn't do them every other year, or every year, but, you know, once in a while I do one. Mm. a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I can't remember doing one in Shanghai since I've been here. Because we're always traveling. Yeah. Right? We're always... Family or whatever, or in Thailand. Chinese New Year. Yeah. It's cold. Got to find somewhere warm. Chinese New Year is cold. Yes, you're right. I mean, I'm glad we're going home for Christmas, but I prefer Shanghai. Christmas time is, is quite good, actually. Yeah. You know, there's lots of like I said, lots of things happening. Um, Chinese New Year gets pretty dead. Oh yes. Yeah, so that's the time that I'd say that be for anyone new to China. I'd say that's the time you want to. Go somewhere else, right? Yes, there's a lot Expe of people. Maybe experience one time as you get the fireworks. I mean, of course, there's not these fireworks as there used to be. Mm. Like, when we first went to Dali and the fireworks, my God, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I think it's, I don't, I don't think they can, they can do that anymore. Must have restrictions, yeah. I think so. yeah like people have stuff. Yeah, the first few years of Dali and the fireworks were like, wow, it's a, it's a war. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, are your kids involved with music as well? Not so much anymore. I mean, have they seen Daddy play? Oh, of course, lots of times. Yeah. yeah. What are they saying? I've I've took them to a Trash Panda show. Oh yeah. They're like, wow, Dad. <laughs> you're, 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 you go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, not me. It's your 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 singer, uh, Jack. You know, he took all his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not my thing, but yeah. when they saw that, wow, that was dad. <laughs> Did he ever ask you to do that, or was that just... That just no, uh, I think we, we, his, all, his we all have our own thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, not, it's not my thing. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it was his thing. Uh, and the first time he did it, we went, oh, okay. <laughs> he played in his underwear. <laughs> he, even, you know, someone like uh, Hog Choker oh, yeah. as well, so... But hats off to them. We were talking about who is currently the best frontman in our original bands in Shanghai at the moment. I'd say Simon's at the top. I would say uh, Chachi is at the top with Round Eye. Oh, yes. Crazy frontman. i like to give a shout out to Jason from Chimera Cult. Yeah, he's good. I haven't seen them play in a long time. I know Jason. I think they're coming back. I think they're coming yeah. back next month. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a metal guy, mm. but, uh, but I do appreciate all the music.
you know, top three would be would be those three, like Simon and, and, and Chachi and, and Jason. Yeah. Um, those those would be my picks. That, that's a good top three. Yeah. What would you say to someone wanting to learn music, wanting to get into a band? What, what would you say to a young kid that's Gosh. starting off? I would say just advice. I would say just jam as much as you can. Yeah. You know? Like you know, like when I was young, getting in the garage and just jamming. And I think you have to know some theory, I guess. But you know, with today's technology, you can go on YouTube and you can. You know, everything's there for you. Like even, even like I'm a music teacher, and uh, I asked my some of my kids, "Okay, can you can you read the drum score?" Well, no, I can't, Mister Mosier. Like, why can't you? Well, because I just go to YouTube, um. right? So part of part of you know music at school is showing you showing me how how did you learn that? They have they have, they have a journal, right? Got and it. I grade them on uh, how well you know they investigate the music. How I did work on developing their own skills. Mm. So a lot of it's like, oh, I got a YouTube video here, and I mean, and, and of course, tabs for the guitar players. There's so much online now that some of the old school theory is getting yeah better, right. No one knows how to read a note. Yeah, which is kind of a bit depression, I guess, in a sense. It's changing. It's changing with, with yeah. It's... Now you get all these you know AIs and stuff and. Did you see that Beatles thing where they where they, yes. they brought John Lennon back? It's a number one hit. It's number one. Sing a song, made a video. So song that they wrote forty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's amazing the, yeah. the technologies. I think I think kids today have the advantage of of playing. I think they need the jam. Yeah, play together and just you know be fun. Practice your instrument. Yeah, practice your instrument. You know. And what would you say to if you were able to uh, talk to Colin when he was in Canada as a teenager? Uh-huh. What advice would you give him? Yeah, I would, I would say to him is play your instrument more. <laughs> right. Yeah, because even now I, I see bass players and like, man, he plays circles around me, mm. right? Because, you know... I was telling the guys tonight, you know, I'm, you know, the guy at the Pearl, I can't remember his name, he plays the bass. Um, I have him on WeChat. Amazing bass player. Yeah. And that's all he does is bass every yeah, day. Yeah, so every day. I guess if I was playing bass guitar in a band every day, it was my job, I think my skills would be better. Uh, like I said, I was there on Friday night. He was there an hour before the show. Yeah. Going through the set, yeah. Going through, just he was just there backstage. He was just there by himself. Just trust me, man. I, if you ask my wife, I, I want so bad to get signed, yeah, playing in bands or even even like me. Oh yeah, I'm gonna move to China. I'm gonna get record deals and all this stuff. And, you know, didn't happen. Yeah. Right. So life goes on. Life goes on. Yeah. Gotta do the best you can. Yeah. Well, I think now it's, the thing is just you know enjoy what you do. Yeah. Write songs. Enjoy what we do. Whether it's covered, whether it's originals, just have get, fun. Get up and play. Enjoy yourself. Just about your passion yeah that's I think, it i think if you're passionate about something have fun with it and, and you can see it when you play yeah. whether you know like say whether you have well of course having a huge audience is way better than having a few people but yeah that, that, for me that gets you off you know mm. it makes you i've noticed a few people uh, may not know uh double drive but they go oh yeah that's the Guy that looks like Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah. Do you get that a lot? A lot. Yeah? Yeah, a lot. 
Does it bother you? No, like um, I just I just say to people, yeah, I wish I just had his his, his fame and his money. <laughs> Bank account. But you know, I have his long, I have long hair. Yeah. And I grew and I have a beard. So yeah. But it's funny you say that because I went to that concert in Ottawa. I was going through the crowd. I get asked for so many pictures. Yeah, right. Through and oh my god, is <laughs> they thought it was him. I said obviously, I'm, like they see him there, and then they try to get me closer to the stage. They're trying to help me. <laughs> If I had like at least people stopping me for pictures, getting a yeah, beer right. shot, you know, wow, it's, it's it was it was fun, yeah. So that's I mean it's good to have a tribute band. I mean you look like the guy, you know, yeah, yeah. Help sell it more, right? Yeah. So, so I'm thinking maybe I just said to the guys tonight. I said you know what, I might have to bring the the Foo Fighters back in 2024. Mm. Do a few shows yeah. here or, or outside. Um, Japan. Yeah. Ah, Japan. Oh, Japan, I'd love it. Mm. You'll play one show there, and then I'll just get gone. So yeah, I think I think I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. Hmm. Japan, I'll take your I'll take your advice and maybe try that. See. Do it. Yeah. Social media is Colin. Where can we find you online and your bands? Uh of course you can go on Instagram. You can go on Spotify for the music. People use Facebook or not? Yeah, use Facebook. And you got your WeChat. The WeChat, always. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have an official account, but there's always the groups. So the group, group chat, group yeah. chat. I have a lot of friends in Shanghai too, with uh, with the magazines here, like that Shanghai. Oh yeah, nice. Um, Time out Shanghai. So you sometimes oh, you see something there. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. I think just you know spread the word. Yeah. As much as you can. I mean, luckily we have social media, right? So, Definitely, I'd say that any band uses it to your advantage. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Colin. The last thing I always do is ask your top two or three favorite things of all of all time as of today. Okay. And it's a very hard question, but who are your top three favorite bands of all time as of today? As of today, well, number one would have to be Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Number two, I have to go Pro Jam. Love Pearl Jam. Love Pearl Jam. And number three, I think, you know, I think Nirvana will be still still up there. Right. If you had a choice of Nirvana or Foo Fighters, I'll tell you mine. Mine's Foo Fighters by a long way. I wasn't I'd say, I was never uh, a fan of Nirvana. I would say, you know, Foo Fighters as well because the, the songs are more more uh, deeper. But, you know, when, I, when I'm thinking 1991, when that song came out. Oh. So of like course, of course. That just like what change, change what music. What is this? What is change this? Change music forever. Yeah. yeah. So I had to stick with them. Total respect for Nirvana, but yeah, yeah I just I, 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 I see. I know what you're saying. I get you. I get mm. you. Yeah. Your top two or three favorite books. Books. Ooh. Lord of the Rings. Kind of oh yes, yes. Love all that Hobbit stuff. Lord of the Rings. Like every every so often, uh, like I watch the whole series again. Yes, with my daughter who's ten, and <laughs> she's not scared. Like you know, if you dad, do we have to watch that right now? <laughs> my precious, you know, that's yeah. Like, yeah. But now she's okay. I, yeah, I think I can watch it. Watch it now, okay? Yes. Yeah. So I like those kind of books. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones books are awesome. Mm. That, all that kind of fantasy kind of yes. stuff I love. Top two or three favorite movies of all time. But yeah, I'm also a big Star Wars fan. Oh, gosh, come on. I love Star Wars. The original Star Wars. And also, you know, my dad and I are big Star Trek friends. Ah, interesting. So I'm a big sci-fi, fantasy. Yeah, I can't do that. Last question. 
Who's your greatest inspiration slash hero and why? <laughs> I think you're, wow. Actually. Can I guess? No, actually. I'll, <laughs> I'll say, actually, yeah. as far as, I'd say, I'd say my dad. Yeah. Great. I'd say my dad because he's the one that got me into music. He's the one that was always, hey, yeah, yeah, play, 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 right? He's always, even today, I call him once a week, and he's always asking, you know, how's the music going? Any gigs? You know? Because I think he misses it too. Even though he's like 76, he still misses it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's always, I mean, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have started playing music, right? And and with you being a dad as well? Yeah. I mean, I have all girls. Yeah. So I, I have no son. But the, but my my oldest, Iron, was playing drums. But she, for the longest time, she was getting good. She bought her own drum set. I was like, yeah, yeah. Nice. As, as she grew up, she kind of lost interest. Because oh. busy with the sports and stuff. So yeah. I tried. <laughs> yeah, I still got, I got, I still got a 10-year-old home all... Can't force him. Can't force no, him. Yeah, just just if him you want to play, yeah. Yeah. here's the drum set, right? There it is. So, yeah, but I'd say yeah, my hero would be, in that respect, it would be my dad. It's great. Colin, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me. Just, you're just a nice guy. Every time I, I see you, you're always up for a chat. And, and keep yeah. playing music and keep doing your Doppler Drive and... Yeah, let us know. We'll promote it. Sounds good. Sounds wonderful. What goes around comes around Every day you let us down Now we watch you fall from grace is ticking, winding down Better find a place to hide We've all played your game Pretending to praise your name Holding back down deep inside It's time to slaughter, slaughter
time this slaughter, slaughter.